You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is Trip from TripAdvice.com. And this episode is sponsored by Spartagen XT. Yes, that's right, Spartagen XT. So if you have trouble getting it up in the bedroom, if you have any issues with your sexual libido, check out SpartanLibido.com. That's right, go to SpartanLibido.com for an all-natural supplement that is going to help you fix these issues. It's filled with vitamins and it's filled with herbs. That's right, this is all-natural product that's going to help you stimulate your libido and have you have long-lasting erections as well as being able to control yourself in the bedroom. Maybe you finish too quick with the girl that you're with. So if you have any issues with this or low testosterone, check out more information at SpartanLibido.com and I'll put that in the show notes for you. Now today's episode is an interview with Susan Bratton of Personal Life Media from personallifemedia.com. She is the expert on pretty much everything sex and sex related. So this woman has given us some great information today on how to get lots of girls to sleep with you, but also how to do it safely. So we're talking a lot about STDs. We're talking a lot about how to turn a woman on, how to have the safe sex conversation. And trust me, this is going to be so important to you once you start getting more results and getting more dates and end up with more women. And Susan is the go-to expert on that. And we also get into a little bit of how to turn a woman on by doing this. There's actually ways to turn her on by having these conversations about STDs and safe sex. And so she's all for you, and so am I, to go out there and have fun and have sex, but obviously do it safely. So here's the interview with Susan Bratton and I right now. Hello, I am with Susan Bratton. Susan, how are you? Hello, Trip. I'm incredibly delighted to be here to talk about how everyone can be a little more slutty in their sex life today. Yes, well, we always like that, right? And Susan, you are the trusted hot sex advisor to millions. You are the CEO of Personal Life Media at personallifemedia.com. And you know your stuff because you are the author of 20 sexy programs. And I want to hear all about these so the guys can learn a little bit more about you and why they should listen to you today. Okay. Well, uh, what I love to do is help people have hotter sex. Um, I'm really focused on helping guys lead their women to their sexual potential. Um, I talk a lot about how to uh, have that, create that polarity, how to create a very erotic sex, how to create a lot of passion and intimacy, and how to have in every time you make love, even more fun and pleasure and connection. And so... What I've essentially done over the, lex- the last decade is create a constellation of ebooks, audios, videos, essentially things you can look at, watch, read, listen to from home, on the road, wherever you are, that give you 
very simple, very powerful techniques for amping up your sex life. That's my thing. It's like what I call a little hinge that swings a big door, something that's super easy that you're like, oh my God, I can totally do that. The minute you do it, it works and it makes your sex life even better. Awesome. So I have programs that focus on advanced orgasm techniques and communication skills, because those are really the two things in tandem that make your sex life better. So if you're a personal personal growth-minded person who knows that learning new things, which if you're listening to Tripp's show, you are that kind of person. You know that you can collect knowledge and get better and better. That's exactly what I do. So I teach things like expand her orgasm tonight, um, revive her drive, the passion patch, female liquid orgasm, um, the seduction trilogy, which is seduce her tonight, the seduction accelerator, and how to be her sexual trainer, which is all about making it safe for her to to divulge her deepest fantasies to you so that you can uh, help take her to new heights of pleasure. And so that is one of the things that we're really talking about today is having more more pleasure and even more pleasure with more partners. Um, how to do that safely, how to essentially be an ethical, safe slut. I like that, ethical slut. And you were saying to me earlier that if this is your mentality, you're saying if you're single, you should be sleeping around. You are very much in favor of that. I'm, I highly recommend having a lot of lovers throughout your lifetime. Um, now, why is that? Guys, well, guys tend to rush toward finding a girlfriend. Now, women definitely rush toward finding a guy because it's wired in our DNA to find the guy to take care of us. But for men, of course, they do love to plant their seeds far and wide. And we're talking to guys here. And uh, there are women who like to have sexual experiences, and they aren't necessarily the ones who are ready to settle down and get a steady boyfriend. So I think guys often they rush into thinking that if they have a steady girlfriend, they're going to get steady sex, and then that will kind of be handled for them. They'll have this go-to girl. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is harder to get a new woman to have sex with you every night of the week because, um, you know, in general, you're fighting against biology. You're fighting against the way the world, you know, operates, you know, this whole kind of monogamous uh, concept. But when you're single, this is the time for you to have a lot of partners. As long as you can do it safely, which I'm going to tell you some options today, and you're going to decide how to be a conscious slut, how to be someone who every time you're with a different woman, you're going to realize how women are wildly different in their desires and interests in bed. You're going to learn how to be more facile. You're going to learn how to read a woman's biofeedback, and you're going to start to understand that there are so many techniques available to you to pleasure women that the more you have, the more pleasure you can give them. And the more pleasure you give a woman, the more she's going to invite you back in, which is ultimately what I call getting on the upward pleasure spiral. The more you do it, the better you get, the more sex you have. And then everybody's happy and you're a fabulous lover. So if you think you can learn this, all these things with one person, you can if they're wildly adventurous, but you still don't get the variety of experiences that having many lovers allows you to have. So for those of you who say, wow, this sounds really good, I'd like the permission to go out and, you know, have really hot, safe sex with a lot of women. That's what we're going to talk about today and teach you how to do today. 
fantastic. That is fantastic. Well, let's get into it. You know, I think one of the first things that you were talking about was doing this in a safe way. So I think that maybe we can start off with that because that's going to be important. I can I can already hear a lot of guys being like, all right, this sounds great, but wait a minute. Sleeping around with a lot of women, that sounds a little dirty, like they could get some sort of disease or something like that. So let's talk about how they could do it safely. Okay, so you can definitely get so many disgusting things from other people. And the problem is that if, if what I'm wanting you to do is be a conscious slut, an ethical slut, someone who's like, look, I'm in this time in my life where I'm actually having a number of different sexual partners. And here's how I manage that so that I don't give you anything and you don't give me anything. I want you to know that I am sleeping with other people and you have to know that before you decide to sleep with me. And here's what, because that's what you need to do. You need to be really upfront with women that this is not a monogamous situation. This is an ethical non-monogamous situation. And uh, to do that, you have to have a safe sex discussion, which we'll come back to. And you have to have current STD tests. That's the second thing. And you have to practice safe sex when you're having it. And we'll, we'll talk about what that is as well. So I can go whichever direction here you want to go. Um, um, do you, do you have a certain process you'd like to go or should I just start in with no, one of them? Let, let's just get into it. Let's just roll right into it. Okay. So the first thing that I would do is I would recommend that you understand what the risks are. So let's assume, and I'm going to come back to it and give you the list of the, what, STD tests you need to have current every six months or more. Uh, you have to find a cheap way to go get STD tested frequently. You've got to keep your tests up to date. That's the only way you can be an ethical slut is that you have to fully know what you have and what you don't have when you're sleeping with people. The second thing is that there are there's really this like big um, bifurcation of pretty darn safe and you could do it with anybody anytime you want and risky. And then there's levels of risky. So super safe, you can do it anytime you want is you can have, you can kiss, which I call having a makeout. You can kiss anybody you want to anytime you want to. And pretty much, except if you see that they have open sores on their lips and they've got herpes one, um, which so many people do now that a lot of people are even talking about the fact that herpes, even genital herpes, because now you can have one on your mouth, the other on your genitals, they, they can they can be all over your body. I mean, the whole like yesteryear of you had oral herpes and genital herpes is now gone because of oral sex. Now there's oral herpes on your genitals and vice versa. So herpes is like, you could be a carrier and not know it. Uh, you, your test could show that you don't have it and you actually do, and you don't have breakouts, but you still transmit it. I mean, it's just a really difficult thing where people are kind of almost saying, look, herpes is almost like having a cold these days, but, um, for some people they don't have it and they don't want to get it. So this is all about your level of comfort, but generally kissing is extremely, extremely safe. You could get a cold and you might get herpes on your lips. Um, and you can remember, we're going to talk about how to have a safe sex conversation. So um, we're going to come back to how you figure out who has what. OK, but we're first we're talking about what you can do that's safe and what you can do that's risky and how risky it is. So okay. number one is you can kiss and you can put your hands on her genitals. She can put her hands on your genitals and she can kiss you. 
Where it gets into risky behavior is when you start to put your mouth on her genitals or she puts her mouth on yours or you have genital to genital contact as in intercourse. That's when even with a condom, you can get stuff. You can get scabies, crabs. There's all kinds of parasites that are on people. Um, Condoms break and slip. Uh, So do dental dams, you know? So like at this point, um, (laughs) this is where you have to be much more careful about who you sleep with and you've got to have safe sex conversations and you've got to have current testing for both parties. But an ethical slut can go around having hot makeouts and manually getting each other off uh, with almost zero risk. And so what I recommend is that you, instead of just like rushing into intercourse, you consider the possibility that you have a lot more hot makeouts and you learn how to give women incredible orgasms with your hands, which are, in all honesty, an even more precise tool for orgasm for a woman, if you know what you're doing, than your penis. And so what about, once you've what about had a couple of dates in your mouth? In terms of the fingers are better than the mouth. Fingers are more manually dexterous. You can do more things. You can fill more holes than one tongue and some lips. So um, you are more likely to give a woman more and better orgasms using your hands than your mouth. <laughs> and uh, especially if you learn how to do it really well. And the more women you do it to, the better you get at it because you figure out what she likes. You know, there's the the whole clitoral structure, not just the clit that you that's, you know, right at the top, but those legs that go inside her vagina, in her vaginal canal, the whole G area, which is called the urethral sponge, the perineal sponge on the base of her vagina, her labia, her outer labia, her mons, her ass, her breasts, kissing her neck, sucking her nipples. I mean, you guys can get naked and have a lot of freaking fun without doing anything risky. And then if you decide, okay, that was hot. She's really good. I love her body. She's fun. She wants to go on to, you know, to the next level. Then you can have your tests, you can compare your tests, and you can have the safe sex conversation. So what I'm really saying in here is I want you to start out being an ethical slut with things that are super, super safe for both parties. And then when you find a woman who you really, really want to go further with, then you can get to the next step. So let's talk about the safe sex conversation. Safe sex conversation is... Something that you should have before you have intercourse or oral sex with a woman. And and honestly, if you're following this plan of like having, you know, using your hands, manual, manual orgasms, she can give you a hand job. You can teach her how to give you a really good hand job and she can get you off. You can walk her through it. Most women, the reason they don't know what to do is that no guy ever explains what he likes. And every guy likes different things. You know, some guys like their balls tickled this certain way as you're going around the shaft with a swirl at the end, you know, like every guy, I like it when you do it real slow, like the fat, you know, like every guy wants something different. So if you can teach her how to do it, that also builds intimacy, intimacy and connection. But let's just say you want to go to the next level. 
then the safe sex conversation should be happening very early in your relationship, as should be your full admission that you are an ethical slut and that you don't want to do anything to her or with her that puts either of you at risk. And so then you just want to ask her, you know, how recently have you had your tests and what tests do you get? And, you know, what were the results? Um, Do you have any STDs currently? You know, do you have herpes? What kind do you have? Um, Because you can have herpes, HIV, trichinomiasis, scabies, other parasites, syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, um, uh, HPV, genital warts. And now it's also worth asking about Lyme disease because researchers are now talking about the fact that uh, Lyme disease is spread in vaginal secretions, semen, as well as uh, blood. And the Lyme disease is a spirochete that is very, very similar to syphilis. And as you may have noticed, there are syphilis outbreaks going on all over the U.S. and the world right now due to the fact that more people are having more sex with each other. But they're doing it in this unconscious kind of mindless way. So you also have to ask, potentially, you have to ask things like how many partners have you had sex with since your last test? What were the results of your partner's tests? Do you have sex with men, women, or both? What kind of protection do you use and how do you use it consistently? With For a lot of people, you know, you have to ask them, do you ever have sex with sex workers or bikinis? Do you take drugs with needles? Do you have unprotected anal sex with homosexuals? You know, I don't know what your sexual proclivities are and who is you know, who or what kind of people you're having sex with. But these are the kinds of things you want to be thinking about. Um, And you want to understand what your partner's boundaries are around sex, what's off limits. And not just what's off limits generally, but when you have sex, what's off limits for you for sex today? Because for different women at different times in their hormonal cycles, the, the kind of sex they want to have is very different. Women want something different every day, every time, which is why the thing that you did to her the last time you had sex that got her off may not be the thing that you do to her this time that gets her off. So it's really always good every time you make love to a woman to just check in with her around her boundaries and her desires um, for that day. And I'm going to give you another, uh, like my number one technique for, for communication technique for great sex, even the first time you've ever had sex with somebody. And I'll come back to that. But, um, you know, that's basically what, what you have to talk about. And for a lot of people, um, you know, they don't want to ruin the mood by talking about these things like scabies and parasites. and se- right. But in all honesty, you have to freaking respect yourself and stand for your own safety and stand for the safety of your partners as the man who leads her to more sexual pleasure. Because for a woman, context is almost everything around sex. And safety is our number one issue as women. And if you come to me as a man who wants to have sex with me and you're like, look, I just want to be really, really careful with you here and with me. Let's protect ourselves. I want to have a safe sex discussion. And I think we should broach this because it's really good to get this out of the way and know where we stand. And she's going to admire you for this. You're the one guy that isn't afraid to talk to her about the, th- the hard things that have to be discussed if you're really going to want her to let it all go with you. Once she knows that you're going to protect her in this way, she is going to be much more likely to let it all go with you for the first time in her life. And when do you think is a good time to 
have this conversation in relation to when you would be having sex? Is this something you want to bring up, you know, when you guys are making out already and you're kind of on that path to about to have sex within like 10 minutes? Or is this something you want to bring up at a total separate time where you're not getting sexual? When does this conversation happen? It can happen at either time. Um, I always think it's best to be very upfront in early, like you're in a relationship because you're hoping it leads to sex. You're not here to like go to carnivals and shit, right? You're here because you want to be sexually compatible partners who enjoy each other both during, uh, you know, date kind of activities as well as lovemaking kind of activities. So it's, you know, all that stuff is rolled into one. And so when you're, when you're starting to enjoy each other and you think that there's a mutual attraction, um, it's a good time to bring up, um, just generally, you know, like what are your safe sex practices? And then that leads into, a deeper conversation about sexuality and you don't have to talk about it in the, in the context of, you know, when we have sex, you can talk about it in the context of here's how I roll. This is what I do to keep the women I'm intimate with safe and to keep myself safe. And I don't, I don't break these policies because this is what, you know, like I, I just want to be able to be with a lot of women over my lifetime and not have to worry. I'm going to give them something or get something. So let's, let's just have a conversation about that. I like that, you know, and it's really good because it's right to the point. And I think even just like you said, bringing that conversation up, I think will already build attraction. Doing something like that isn't going to turn a woman off. She's going to be like, wow, this guy is, yeah. You know, he leads a very safe life. He cares about himself. He obviously cares about me. And it's just going to build this trust. And tell me if I'm wrong here, but trust is definitely something that's going to make a woman want to sleep with you even more. If she trusts you, that's a huge step to turning her on. Yeah. um, Standing for yourself, being a mature and sophisticated, intelligent man who protects her is exactly what she's looking for. Right. Right, exactly. Let me ask so you let's this. talk about what. what, what if, oh what, yeah, sure, sweetie. Go what, ahead. What if you do have an STD? What if you do have one, and and you you want to bring up that safe sex conversation? Is there a way to do that that might be different than a guy who doesn't have anything and is clean? Yeah. So, like for example, let's let's go through that in the in the like what STD test do you need to get and what do you have to explain? Perfect. So. The STD tests you need to get, and by the way, I want to say that everything I'm talking to you about, all these lists, these safe sex conversations, I even have a conscious safe sex guide for people who like to go to sex parties, people who like to have threesomes, um, people who like to do all kinds of, you know, uh, fringe kind of sex ex- sex experiences. Uh, so um, at personallifemedia.com, there's a search box in the upper right-hand corner of my, of my website, and you can just search on STD, and it'll come up with what STDs do men, test do men need, you know, like, so you'll get all this stuff. So you can type in safe sex conversation. You can type in sexual boundaries. You can type in whatever you want, and you'll get articles that give you the checklist. So the checklist is, HIV. That's a blood test often with immediate results now. You need to get tested for syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia. That's a urine test. You need to get tested for herpes. That's HSV 1 and 2, and that's a blood test. And I also recommend that you get a hepatitis vaccination. Now, there's three kinds of hepatitis. There's A, B, and C. You can't be tested for A. You can be vaccinated for B, which you should get, 
And you can be tested for B and C to see if they show up. And uh, there are some clinical trials now and some early drugs that cure hepatitis C, but there are also people who have died from it. I um, recently lost a girlfriend about a year ago who died from complication, liver complications from hepatitis C, and she was a sex worker. And so uh, you really have to be careful about these things because you can literally die from them. Uh, and remember that I talked about Lyme disease. I would add and I add Lyme disease to my STD testing now. So let's just say that. So, so that's what you need to that's what you need to use. Now we use stdcheck.com and it starts at 24 bucks. So you can get it done online through kits over the internet. You can go into Planned Parenthood. Um, they they have a thing at Planned Parenthood if you're in a Planned Parenthood area where it's um, literally free if you're low income. Uh, so uh, there's lots of places you can go to get your STD tests and. The most common thing that people have, if you've got syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, uh, and you test positive for them, they can get rid of them right away with pharmaceuticals, drugs. If you have herpes, they can't get rid of that. And um, the tests on a lot of this stuff are not as accurate as we'd all like them to be. Sometimes you test positive and you're not. Sometimes you test negative and you're positive. It's very difficult so with herpes, that's the most common thing. It's it's estimated actually, and depending on your age, if you're like entering back into the dating market, you know, a lot of divorce guys that go into the dating market, they they have had horrible sex with their wife and they want to gain some experience. And all the women that they date, like 75 to 80% of women in their 40s and over have herpes. And so, you know, they're dealing with this. This is very common. And the thing is that for many people, they are pretty aware that when they have herpes um, and they don't and they abstain from sex when they have it. But there are a lot of people who literally don't even know they have it and they can still transmit it to you. So it's a risk. But let's say you have it and you know you have it and you have to broach the subject. Well, you just have to rip it off like a Band-Aid because there's a very good chance that that person also has it or that they understand that so many people have it and that if you know you have it and you've never given it to anyone that you are ever aware of in your life and you you explain the precautions you take to keep someone from getting it, then, um, you know, it's very likely that you won't be rejected for sex. If, if you tell that woman that you have herpes and she's like, I just don't want to have sex with you, then you have to respect her for that. I mean, it, she doesn't want to get it. She doesn't want to, try, she doesn't want to risk it. Now, the problem is that she's probably going to have sex with someone else who's going to lie to her or doesn't know, and she's going to get it anyway, but that's not going to be you because you're a man of integrity. And that's, that man of integrity is the one who gets the best women who trust him and who surrender to him and have incredible pleasure with him. So you might win a battle but you'll, you'll, you might lose a battle, but you'll win the war. So you don't want to work from a position of fear. You want to work from a position of strength and security. I like that. I like that. That sounds like the way to go. And you know what? I think that a lot of guys would be surprised too, that when they are honest, again, that, that there's that trust there, you know? So because of that yep. trust, you know, I think that a lot of guys are going to have an easy time um, being able to to have sex with these girls, even if they do have something like that. So I think it's going to yeah. be okay. And I think another thing too, I, I kind of want to just add on to it is if you do have some sort of STD, you kind of got to own it 
and be confident with it. You know, if yep. you, you know, tend to, you know, just be really, I mean, you know, when you first maybe get one, you might be really upset about it. But, you know, over the years, once you get used to it and you show a woman that it's not that big of a deal to you, it's going to say to her that it's really just not that big of a deal. And there's a confidence behind that. So it's going to make her feel even more safe. Yeah. I, I want to throw in another term for you guys to think about too. And that's something called fluid bonded. Fluid bonding comes from the polyamorous or open world of non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy. And what fluid, fluid bonded means is that you and your girlfriend, this woman that you want to sleep with, whether she's your like full-time girlfriend or part-time girlfriend or whatever, um, you and she both get tested and then you enter into a relationship where you both agree that you're not going to have unprotected sex or even any genital to genital or mouth to genital contact with anyone else except each other. And then you're fluid bonded so you don't have to use a condom and you can just have incredible wet sex. She can squirt all over you. You can drink it. You know, you can, she'll uh, go down on you and you can come in her mouth and you can come in her pussy and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that is the best sex there is that, you know, completely wet sex. But it's the kind of thing that you can't do unless you're either totally monogamous or you're in a fluid bonded relationship and a fluid bonded relationship, you can actually be in one of those with multiple people. You can have a group of women that you're fluid bonded with. Those women can uh, be fluid bonded with another partner as well. As long as you all agree that you're not going to have any genital to genital or mouth to genital sex with anyone outside the fluid bonded circle. So that allows you to have maybe like, you know, two girlfriends and have threesomes with them, or it allows there to be a quad of like two couples that want to have sex with each other, or even just do some mild parallel play and things like that. So it opens up a lot more opportunity for you to bring people into your closed circle, your fluid bonded circle and have unprotected safe sex, as long as the woman is uh, obviously pre preventing pregnancy as well. Right. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, that's basically just a lot of people being very honest and upfront with each other about what they have, what's going on, and everyone being on the same page. I like that. And everyone's tested and, right. and fluid bonds into the safe container. Everyone co-creates a safe sex container together. And it can be really fun if you have a group of people who are all like really into each other and you have, you know, a fluid bonded agreement for six months or something like that. And the minute a person breaks their bond, they're out of the group. Right. Exactly. Unless they get tested and they get back in. But the thing is, and this is what I recommend, is a 90-day waiting period for fluid bonding where uh, let's just say that you are, you and your girlfriend um, have been together for 90 days and you meet another couple and you, you all want to screen in together. Well, uh, what you would do and they, and they have, they've only been with each other for 90 days. Well, that means that you have actually only had sex with those people. And if you all get tested, it, the chances of there being any, um, HIV or other kinds of things that, um, wouldn't be covered in the testing are very low. It, there's, a 
there's an incubation period for a lot of these sexually transmitted diseases that if you wait 90 days, you'll know for sure that you don't have those when you get tested. So you, so you get tested after 90 days of being just with one person or not being with anybody. And it's very, very safe. Mm, that's a great tip. That's a great tip. That's good. I like that. Well, great. Let's, let's keep moving on. So I know that you mentioned to me before this conversation that you had a really awesome technique to have the hottest sex ever, even if it's someone that you just met, not necessarily someone you've been with for a long time. So can you talk about that? Yes. Um, I alluded to this a little bit earlier about women's hormonal uh, profile and how men are a little more steady state. They uh, don't get bored as easily with the same kind of sexual routine as women do. And women require a wide variety of novelty and excitement in their sex life to want to keep having sex with you over and over again. This is why men are constantly worried that their woman is going to cheat on them because we do. <laughs> it's not oh unfounded. <laughs> and so there's one way, this one technique kind of kills two birds with one stone. It, it enables variety and it keeps her from cheating on you. It makes you be the one she wants the most. And essentially what it is, is this, this understanding and this agreement. The understanding is that every day she wants something different. So you're never going to use the same techniques on her over and over again because one day she's super delicate and, you know, she's got to go out right after and she doesn't want you to mess up her hair and makeup and, you know, her pussy's a little sore because she's just getting over her period and whatever, you know, or her breasts are a little sore, whatever. And then the next time you have sex with her, she's like, trash my makeup. Let's go crazy. I need a good banging, right? I mean, this is the same girl. She wants different things at different times. So first of all, how do you get her to tell you that stuff, right? And that so you know what she wants. And uh, here's how you do that. So if you go into it knowing that women have these like wildly different needs every minute of the day, and you just kind of use that as your set point, you're like, all right, what am I dealing with here today, right? You got to start to really get a sense of where she is. You know, is she feeling um, 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 emotional and vulnerable and she needs to be held first and kissed very softly before you make love to her? Or does she want to wear her sluttiest lingerie and have you bend her over the back of the couch and taker, you know, like you've got to figure that out. And so there's a, a couple of things. And one is you set up this agreement with her, even if it's the first time you met and you say, you know, a lot of guys don't like when women tell them what they want in bed or give them feedback or direction. And I want to let you know, I'm a different kind of a guy. I'm a guy that knows that feedback is not failure. Feedback is information to giving you incredible pleasure. And I want you to tell me anything and everything. What don't you want me to do? What are you in the mood for? And I want you to just keep telling it to me as you go. And the only thing, the only, you're not going to get a response that's like, I know, or I know I'm doing it or, oh, sorry, because that's just guilt and bullshit. I'm never going to lay a guilt trip on you for telling me I'm going to pull feedback out of you because I want to know what you want today. What does pussy want today? Because pussy's different every day. She wants something different. So just tell me what you want. And the only thing I'll say is 
okay, baby, or thank you, baby, or whatever feels right for you and your masculine, you know, it's a, it's a way to establish masculine authority. Like, okay, baby, I gotcha. Thank you. You know, like thanking your woman for telling you encourages her to do it more. It doesn't make you seem like the pussy. It makes you seem like you're strong enough to take anything she can tell you. And so immediately when she gives you any feedback at all, you say, thank you, baby. And how is this now? Right? You're leading her. And then if you're not sure what to do, let's just say you're doing something and you're not thinking that it's like quite getting her where she, you know, maybe you're stroking her clit and you don't feel like it's quite getting where she wants to go. Well, the first thing I can tell you is if you're just stroking your clit, you need to be using, you need to be moving around her whole pussy. That's a a whole nother show trip. (laughs) Well, we'll have to have you back on and talk about that. Absolutely. Exactly. A whole fingering session or an oral session or whatever you want to talk about. You know me. I have, I can, I could talk forever, but, um, what you want to do is you want to give her something called two option leading. You want to say, do you like it harder or do you like it like this lighter? So things like that, you're all, you don't ever, you don't ever go ask her, how's this? Because you don't want her to get out of her trance state, her sexual trance state and come into her beta brainwave state, which is the one where she's directing you or thinking, or she has to be polite or anything like that. You just want her to blurt it out. Tell her as possible. Don't use any manners with me. Don't say, please don't say thank you. I, all I want to do is have you just to tell me because I am here to just correct and move and learn your body. So, uh, When you ask her a question, give her a multiple choice. Never ask her just to answer a question. And when she gives you advice, thank her, do it, and keep going. And that will make the sex that you have with her, even if you just met, the best she's likely ever had. Right, because you're paying attention to what she wants. And like you said, she's going to be in a different mood every single time. Now, let me ask you this, though. What about a guy who is saying to himself, you know what, well, what about me? What if there's a time when I want it really fast? What if there's a time when I want it really slow? How am I going to be able to um, sync up with her if maybe there's something that I'm in the mood for? How does that work? Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, So there's a couple things. The first one is that um, your job as the sexual leader is to let her know how you're doing that day. When you're checking in with her before you start making love, even before you start kissing, I really, really think that no matter what, it's always great to hold a woman and talk to her before you start even kissing her. And what I love about that is that it gives her an opportunity to get anything off her chest that she has going on for you to talk to her about her boundaries and her desires for the day. And when you're talking about her boundaries and desires, you can tell her what's going on with you. Like, hey, you know, I really ha- I'm really in the mood for just like super tender connection with you today. Or God, I have just been so horny for you. And I- the last time we were together, I was watching your ass and I want to bend it over the table. And I want to just take you from behind because I freaking love the way your ass looks when you bend over. That just gets me off. I've been fantasizing about it since the last time we saw each other. Whatever, you know, like you just are sharing your things with her as well as asking her to share her things with you. Uh, so you absolutely should be communicating your desires to her, especially in the in context of how she makes you feel so turned on. 
I think the big idea here behind this entire episode is all about communication. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. Communication about STDs, communication about sex and desires, and basically just being very honest with the person and yeah, and boundaries. And, and that is one of the things that it's so funny, you know, so, so many people are so scared to do, you know, they fear rejection or they fear looking stupid. And really at the end of the day, if you know how to communicate properly, which you just taught us today on this episode, Susan, if you know how to do that, it's going to take you farther than you ever thought it would. So that's kind of my my conclusion from from what we've learned today. So is there anything else you want to share with us? Any uh, last-minute advice? So far, this has been really a great episode, and and I, I love it when I get to say this on an episode where I interview something is that I learned a bunch of stuff today, and I love when I'm learning stuff. If I've heard stuff before, that's fine too because there's people listening, but I just so much fun when I get to learn stuff. Now I can take some of this and bring it into my own life. So I'm learning new stuff. The guys are learning new stuff and everyone wins. So thank you again. And, and uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to share? I, that's That was plenty, darling. And I'm so happy to hear that there were some things that you could take away as well. Um, that is my ultimate um, happy place is when a guy's like, I can use that. I'm going to get more sex when I do that. Oh, that's great. I like that Susan Bratton. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, listen, Susan, we got to have you back. I'm sure the guys who are listening are like, wait a minute, I want to hear more about these cool sex techniques. So we'll definitely have you back <laughs> on and uh, we'll get a little dirtier. We'll talk about some. Yeah, maybe we could do like uh, a, a pussy tour, the tour, a pussy tour, a tour of her pussy, how to pleasure her pussy or something like that. That might be fun. That is fantastic. I love it. So guys, again, check her out. Personal Life Media dot com she has a ton of awesome awesome programs for really anything you want she's an expert in so many different areas in terms of sex relationships and dating so check her out personallifemedia.com season don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com